0: Chase Hughes, of course, Wizards reporter, NBC Esports, Washington. Chase, did you get a little nervous when you knew you had a radio hit and all that crap came down the wire?
1: <laughs> yeah, this is probably the closest I've ever had news break uh, right before a radio interview. So, uh, yeah, definitely interesting timing.
0: All right, do me a favor. T- take me through the just the beats of this thing, and then what does it mean for the Lakers, and what does it mean for the Wizards?
1: Well, I think you can take this trade all the way back to last year. Spring last summer, when the Wizards held pre-draft workouts, and Mo Wagner, a seven-foot um, three-point shooter from Michigan, worked out with them, and they just fell in love with the guy. Uh, they couldn't justify picking him 15th overall, but he was one of the most impressive guys they worked out last year, and they just they just raved about him. And I I just kind of noted that, thinking you know this is a guy to watch moving forward. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Wizards tried to acquire him. And then we saw reports a few weeks ago that the Lakers were trying to clear salary, and that Mo Wagner could be available. So here the Wizards are kind of stepping in to give the, the Lakers some salary cap relief. They sent them some cash, and they brought in Bogner, who was just a first-round pick last year, um, cast off by the Lakers because they want to chase a max free agent. And they also got two other players in, in the deal, Jamario Jones and Isaac Bonga, and they got a second-round pick out of it, which I think is also pretty key because the Wizards didn't have a second-round pick until 2023. Now they have one in 2022. That's still very far away, but that's the year that everyone expects high schoolers to be available in the draft, so it could be a loaded, very deep draft class.
0: Okay, that's good. I like the fact that second-round picks seem to be important to this team again.
1: Yeah, that's one difference that we're seeing with Tommy Shepard from Ernie Grumfeld, because Ernie Grumfeld – Uh, was the one who traded away all those draft picks. They didn't have a second-round pick until 2023, and that's one that they actually acquired in a trade with the Chicago Bulls. So they had clearly not put a premium on those draft picks. And, you know, I'd heard Ernie Grunfeld on several occasions cite the statistics of how rare it is that a guy picked in the second round has a career, you know, over eight or nine years in the NBA – but what they are is they're basically lottery tickets. You never know where you're going to hit on one. And if you do hit on a second-round pick, like the Bucks did with Malcolm Brogdon or the Denver Nuggets did, uh, Nikola Jokic, then it can change your franchise because those guys are young players on as cheap of an NBA contract as you can find. Um, so the Wizards are clearly um, putting a little bit more of an importance on those. And they're also assets for trades. You know, Don't be surprised that the Wizards could then use that 2022 second-round pick uh, in a trade for a, a player or another draft pick. So uh, I think it's a, it's smart, it's practical, and they they added some young players in the process.
0: Well, they need to just add players, right? I mean, part, that's, that's got to be part of this, Chase, is that they just need bodies inside the building at this point.
1: Yeah, and they need players on cheap contracts. Uh, you know, Mo Wagner is a late first-round pick, so he doesn't cost much. Uh, Bongo was a second-round pick last year, so he's going to be cheap. And the reason why they need cheap contracts and, and young players with high upside is because they haven't made a lot of draft picks recently. You know, they didn't have a draft pick in 2016, 2017. And, um, you know, with John Wall's contract, the fact that he could miss most of, if not all, of next season, and he'll be making upwards of $40 million, you've got to fill out the rest of the roster with cheap players. And Mo Wagner's the type of guy who I think could very easily exceed the number uh, that he'll be making.
0: That's good news. Uh, Chase Hughes is our guest at Chase Hughes NBCS. Of course, breaking news. Wizards involved in a transaction. Not the only one. They extend qualifying offers. to Thomas Bryant, Bobby Portis, of course, Tomas Sodoransky, Uh, not Sam Decker. Any surprise there? What what does that mean moving forward about their relationship with those players? And also, Nerland's Noel, you pointed out that he could potentially be available and they showed some interest. What's the latest there? Yeah, so the Wizards had a lot of
1: decisions to make when it came to their restricted free agents, and, a lot, and the news just kind of poured out last night. I had the, the Portis and Decker stories, but none of it was surprising. Uh, basically, with Thomas Bryant, Thomas Adoransky, and Bobby Portis in particular, those are their top free agents, and this gives them ability to to match an offer sheet from another team in, in free agency. Sam Decker, um, you know, they, they, on, ironically, earlier in the day, they'd already given away his jersey number, so I think you could have read the tea leaves there. Um, I think Thomas Bryant and Thomas Sadoransky have a really good chance of coming back. Those are the top two priorities. I would put Thomas Bryant a little bit above Thomas Sadoransky, but they're going to see what those markets are because it's very unpredictable. There's a lot of money to spend, but those are guys that have varying levels of of how much they've proven at the NBA level. You know, Thomas Bryant just basically had a breakout season. He's only played two years in the NBA. He's very, very young. Uh, Sadaransky is, I think, a, a starting level point guard, but it's a loaded point guard class with Kimball Walker and Kyrie Irving. So, I'm not sure how much money he's going to get, um, but yeah, Nerlens Noel is a guy I, I would watch, and you know they're not going to have a whole lot of money to spend. They're they're, um, they're uh, you know basically going to be bargain shopping uh, because they've got John Wall and, and Bradley Beal, and you know Yamiimi is still making uh, quite a bit of money in the last year of his deal.
0: Did you see the um, the article in the Ringer about basically saying that Bradley Beal needs to to force his way out of Washington right now?
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Uh, You know, there's been, uh, you know, Jerry Brewer wrote a column about why the Wizards should trade Bradley Beal. David Aldridge wrote a column and there's certainly a lot of reasons why you could see that it would, it would benefit both sides. That Bradley Beal is an all-star. He's entering his eighth season. He's made a lot of money. He wants to win. And you wonder if the Wizards can offer him that sort of timeline because they won 50 games last year, you know, and he was healthy for all of them. And John Wall's, you know, probably going to miss at least 50, 55 games next season. Um, but I think the fact that he didn't qualify for the supermax uh, contract, he didn't get all NBA, probably increases the chances that he stays at least through this season um, pretty significantly. They they don't have to do anything this offseason. Next offseason, I think is when it'll really be decision time because he'll have one year left on his contract, and we kind of know how those things go in the NBA. But what I what I do predict will happen is that the Wizards are going to get a lot of phone calls for Brad Beal, and I wouldn't be surprised that there's going to be some major offers because there's a lot of Players available in free agency, but not everyone's going to be a winner in free agency in terms of the teams with money to spend. And with the Warriors' injuries, there's an opening here. And you could argue that Bradley Beal is the best player who could potentially be available in a trade now that Anthony Davis has been traded to Lakers. So I would expect there to be a lot of interest, whether they want to make him available or not.
0: If you're Kemba Walker, I got to ask you, and this is off the reservation a little bit, Chase. We're talking about the Wizards. <laughs> why. How do you not sign the super max? I don't know how much time you spent in North Carolina. The cost of living is half. I mean, if you go to the Knicks, you go to Boston or wherever else they're saying that, like, Boston's now the favorites. I I just, your money doesn't go nearly as far, and there's just more of it. I, I, from a financial point of view, he's still a young guy. Like, chase your rings later in your life. I just don't know how you consider doing anything but that.
1: It's really fascinating because it's, like, it's pretty tough to put ourselves in in their situation where, you know, say they've already made over $100 And now they're trying to decide whether they basically want to forego like seventy or eighty million to leave their, their current team. You've seen Anthony Davis do it. You've seen um Kawhi Leonard do it. These guys get to a point where they just don't see a whole lot of difference between uh having 150 million made in their career and, you know, say two hundred and twenty million. Kimball Walker, you know, I I feel like if I were him, I'd probably stay in Charlotte. Um I I, I don't know if he's in that category of like a Kevin Durant where you know, he's such a great player and hasn't won enough where people are going to hold it against him. I think he's always going to be the lovable point guard who played in a smaller market, um, who people remember from his UConn days and might have a chance to still go in the Hall of Fame without winning at the NBA level because the the Basketball Hall of Fame takes into account college and international um, accomplishments. So um, that's an interesting one. I, I just feel like if he wants to chase the ring, that's fine, but it's not going to, like, make or break his legacy, um, you know, like it would, like I said, for Kevin Durant or LeBron James at the time when he left
0: Cleveland. It's going to be weird seeing these players that are going to miss an entire season sign monstrous contracts this offseason, especially if they're all jumping ship.
1: Oh, I know. This is was already going to be such a fascinating uh, offseason in terms of the money available. There's so many teams in cap room and then just the big name uh, free agents. And, you know, at first, before these guys got injured, you knew the landscape of the NBA was going to change. It's still going to change, but it's not going to be, like, that instant, unless, like, Kawhi Leonard goes and joins the Lakers or something. It's going to be, like, these moves that you kind of set aside and be like, yeah, you know, next, next year, 2020-21, uh, you know, that the Knicks might be good if they get Kevin Durant. Um, so it, it, I think people are obviously going to try to predict what will happen once guys land certain places, but you got to look even further into the future. The, the Kevin Durant thing is interesting because I, I see him now, like, in several Instagram posts. Like, he's in New York. He's hanging out with Charles Oakley, like – Should we read into that? I'm not sure. Um, But even with a torn Achilles, I feel like wherever he goes, uh, that team will have pretty good title chances when he comes back uh, because he's such a great player.
0: Yeah, there's a lot to digest here. Uh, Full information, at Chase Hughes, NBCS. Go ahead and follow him on Twitter. And then, of course, NBC Sports Washington for the latest. Chase, thanks. Great timing. Appreciate the information. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, anytime, Judd. Excellent. There he is, Chase Bomb. Whoa, Doesn't really roll off the tongue the same way, but we appreciate his time uh, nonetheless. Whoa, Tune Bomb. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bitch. Music. You said my word.